0: We're beginning to hear more and more mention of the Holy Spirit as we prepare to celebrate the Feast of Pentecost in two weeks. But once we get back into ordinary time after that, we rarely hear about the Holy Spirit. If it were not for Pentecost and the Sacrament of Confirmation, we hardly hear about the Holy Spirit. And that's a shame because it's the Holy Spirit that gives life, conviction, and passion to our Christian lives. It's clear from the reading today from the Acts of the Apostles that the Christian community is indebted to the Holy Spirit for its very well-being and as it goes forward. It's the Holy Spirit that's always stirring things up at crucial stages in our lives. The Spirit has never stayed and sedate. And while the Spirit strengthens and preserves the Church, there is no limiting or enclosing the Holy Spirit. As Pope Francis said this week to the Church, we oftentimes set our own agendas and plans for our lives and for the Church, but the Holy Spirit oftentimes comes as a fire and as wind, always in unpredictable ways for our lives in Church. The whole Acts of the Apostles we read as the first reading during this season of Easter. It's an example of the power of the Holy Spirit at work in the life of the church. I don't think we can ever begin to imagine the forces that were at work to bring down the life of the church as it was trying to get off the ground right after the time of Jesus. Remember what it was like for them. They were persecuted from the get-go. Persecuted from the Jews as believers in Jesus. Persecuted from the Romans. Okay, ones who put Jesus to death. Who didn't want anything to do with someone who was claiming to be, you know, another Caesar. Someone who was claiming to be another one like like Caesar. So they didn't want anything to do with all this controversy. And then, what's happening as this faith is growing? As we hear in the first reading today, they're reaching out to those who are Gentiles. How do they bring them in? Do they have to keep the practices of the Jewish people? How do they deal with this? And Saul is the one who's going out and converting these Gentiles. What about Saul? Here's Saul, who was the one who was part of this great persecution of the Jewish people. Then he becomes a Christian. How do they deal with all of this? You see what I'm talking about? How the Spirit is constantly stirring things up all the time. Well, did the Holy Spirit stop stirring things up then after 100 years? No. Spirit is always stirring things up. Spirit is stirring things up in the church right now. Spirit is stirring things up in our own lives. Because that's what the Holy Spirit does. You know, all the time. If it wasn't for the presence of the Holy Spirit, we wouldn't have a church today. Um, but, and we have to always remember that the Spirit is always stronger than any force that's trying to squelch. On the life of the church. And we know there's a lot of forces at work that are trying to, to bring down the church today. I won't go into all that, but we know that. But remember, the Holy Spirit is with us as individuals, is with us in the church today. And I think I'd like to just focus on, on the Spirit at work in individuals, not just in the church and in a larger picture, but the f- work of the Spirit in our midst. He's always at work in our lives, always at work in individuals. Not just at work in the lives of the saints that have been canonized down through the centuries, but very, very much at work in the people's lives, at work in the church today. I'd like to highlight just one such individual who just died a couple of, in the last two weeks, Lived to the ripe old age of 90. He's a Canadian citizen. His name was Jean Vanier. He was the founder of something called the L'Arche Communities worldwide that permanently changed the fate of disabled peoples worldwide, demonstrating the care of a community and how that could change the fate of a disabled person. The arch simply means the ark, named after Noah's ark, that is, saving those who could be lost in the huge deluge of our world today. Jean Vanier, as I said, is from Canada, and he served when he was a young man in the Royal Canadian Navy, Shortly after World War II, he was a commissioned officer, and he first thought that was what he was going to be. He was it going to be his whole life as a career Navy man. And he was rising very quickly through the ranks. But something was stirring in him. That wasn't really what he was called to do. So he resigned his commission, much to the chagrin of his family had this great career going. And so then he went to school, studied, of all things, philosophy, got his master's and doctorate in philosophy at the Catholic Institute in Paris. From there he came back to St. Michael's College in Toronto, teaching. But that still did not satisfy what he was looking for. He began to pursue religious life and that wasn't for him either. Something was still stirring in him. And so his spiritual director advised him to visit a home for the disabled. And there he met a man with terrible disabilities who had been brutalized and neglected. And the man asked him one question that changed his life forever. simple question. Interesting how the Holy Spirit works. Asked one question. He said to Jean Vanier, will you be my friend? Will you be my friend? And at that moment, L'Arche was born in an old stone house in northern Paris. Vanier says that L'Arche was created not to change the world, but to create little places where love is possible little places where love is possible. He then went on to say that the mentally challenged were most in need of knowing God's love within them. And that could only happen discovering that love that came through others. Then they are no longer handicapped, he said. The arch is a school of God's love. Now, 50 years later, it has grown to 147 communities and 35 nations with over 10,000 core members. That's what happens when we let the Holy Spirit stir in our lives. I was very privileged once to meet Jean Vanier when I was a young seminarian. Um, I, he came to Cleveland State University to the Newman Center I was just heard about him one of my classmates says What's us here hear this man anything I do get out of the seminar I did and it was just a small group of us only about 40 or 50 as I said he was just getting started and I was deeply moved by just his humility and just his very simple honest message as I said he was just kind of getting started at that time over the years he became good friends with St. Teresa of Calcutta Friends with popes changed the world. He really did. Um, great spiritual writer of our time, Henry Nouwen, was in one, lived in one of his communities, wrote a beautiful book called Adam about his relationship with one such disabled person. I will conclude my thoughts on Jean Vanier with these words from him. The heart of La he says is to say to people, I'm glad you exist. And the proof that we are glad that they exist is to stay with them for a long time. I'm glad you exist is, to, is translated by being present to people. Connecting this to the gospel today, we too are not alone as orphans. The Holy Spirit does not leave us alone as we continue on our earthly pilgrimage. So we continue to keep our eyes open to the many people of faith who fill our lives and inspire us as we travel through this life. They show us that the life of Jesus is possible in our era. They fulfill what Jesus reminds us in the gospel today, that the promised spirit, the paraclete, will remind you of everything that Jesus taught us. People like Jean Vanier are such witnesses They instruct us how to live the message of Jesus' life in our day. I leave you with these questions. How much time do we spend every day listening to all the nonsensical tweets that are out there on the Internet? How much time do we spend listening to the tweets of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is tweeting us. All the time. It's only spending time in prayer that we can hear the tweets of the Holy Spirit in our lives.